0: One of the things that I put in place for my children was because I have a business, mm-hmm. I write my children checks. So my children have earned income. Word. With that earned income, I have established custodial Roth IRAs for my children. Okay, My children already have retirement accounts okay. at 13, 8, and 5. Wow. And so people are like, wait, you can do that?
1: Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and welcome back to the table. It's Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you're watching this on YouTube, and y'all, we're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable today, because I got my girl Raquel in the building, a.k.a. the Bougie.
0: The Bougie. Thank you. (laughs) Yo,
1: all the way from ATL. What up, sis? What's up? Yo, so, let's dive straight into it, because I connected with you about a few months on Clubhouse, Mm -hmm. and you was dropping some fire knowledge. And I was like, yo, I like the way she rose." So I said, okay, let me follow her and see what she's doing. And I got to ask this question up front for the people watching. Why is your brand called the Bougie Banker?
0: Okay, I didn't even pick that name. Who picked it? The other bankers. (laughs) (laughs) So let me tell you what had happened. Okay. okay? So we were all at work and I was going by the Bougie Budgeter, which she's another... um, Person out there in the finance world, y'all should follow her. She's pretty cool. So she hit me up and she's like, hey, I already have that name, Trademark. You can't use it. And I was like, really? I was like, well, you know, I've been using it for a while. I haven't had any issues. And so I was like, hey, look, if it causes any problems, I'll change my name. Okay. So I'm at work and I'm like, yo, what do I call, like, what do I change my name to? And they were like, well, you are bougie, so, and you are a banker, so. And I was like, okay, bougie, banker, let's do it. And so I did it. It stuck and...
1: It's here now. It's the eyes. She was like, "Eyes, yeah, for the podcast, people, <laughs> y'all should see her eyes, just straight up rolling her eyes." The banker. <laughs> okay, cool. One thing I love about your brand, though, is you teach ladies how to uh, be themselves, enjoy being beautiful, but also stick to that budget. Yeah. And so, where did that come from? I'm curious to learn more about your personal story.
0: Okay.
1: Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Who are you? What's your story?
0: It was nineteen nine dish. No, was <laughs> okay, so oh gosh. Well, when I went to Savannah State University, okay. my undergrad was criminal justice. Okay. And I graduated, became a CEO, uh, no, correction officer, excuse me. Okay. So working as a correction officer, everything was cool. You know, ended up getting pregnant with my daughter, okay. and um a fight broke out, mm. and I was the only officer on the hall at that time. Mm. And so thinking safety first, I was breaking up the fight and one of the inmates fell on my stomach. So I ended up on bed rest for the remainder of my pregnancy. Okay. So from there, I ended up moving to Atlanta. Okay. And um, after I gave birth to my daughter, you know, I then was in the situation of everything that I did revolved around my spouse's schedule and now my child's schedule. Mm. And it made it so difficult to me because I went from having a three-bedroom, House, mm-hmm. having a full career mm-hmm. to now, my entire life was structured around other people, and I was like losing my identity of self and my family wow. It wasn't something like I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was like, let me just like try to work and see what I could do. And so I started working all these little odd jobs. And finally, I was like, you know what? I want to be with my daughter. Mm -hmm. So in wanting to be with my daughter, I started working at the daycare that she went to. Okay. So I have a degree Mm -hmm. making $7.25 an hour. Right. But I was with my daughter. Okay, okay. And so I just started kind of like paying attention and I was like, you know what? This doesn't seem difficult. Like, I could probably do this. Mm. So I went and I got my CDA certification. Okay. And then I started using my paycheck to like purchase things for my daycare so I started out the in-home daycare. Ah. So my business was doing great um and then eventually I positioned myself to open the first women's only gym with childcare. Wow. So like I guess a short story to how I got there. I played college ball I ran track I played volleyball So I was always an athlete yeah. And women were always like Now wait, wait what,
1: what was your position?
0: Oh, I was a power forward Power forward Yeah, y'all I'm 5'8 I was like 180 Yeah Sitting yeah. in the paint All day Yeah So Okay Um, You
1: still play? No So
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, alright
0: So um, Anyways, yeah So I ended up positioning myself To be certified as a trainer Open up my own gym And had childcare yeah. I was doing phenomenal Yeah The issue that I later learned about how I operated with money was when you're an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. most times you're just like, hey, I'm making money. It's coming quick. I'm spending it quick. And you're not thinking any different because you're making the money so fast. Yeah. One day, boom, everything ended. I was headed home and someone ran a red light, an SUV. No. Put me out of commission from my gym for a year. I was in a neck brace for six months. I had over 16 spinal injections. It was over. And so at that point, I was like, Shh, I'm coming back. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. coming back. This is nothing. And my chiropractor, and my doctor, they were like, no, you're not. And I was like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. So what I did was I just bled. My business just bled. Like my bank account was just bleeding. Ah. And I was still paying my employees, still paying the lease, still paying the utilities because I thought I was gonna come back. And it just never happened. Oh, man. So once again, you go from like thriving and living like this wonderful lifestyle to having nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, I started working all these jobs, you know, selling life insurance, um, working at the front desk of hotels, like doing anything I could to try to just piece my life back together. And it was hard because you go from this wonderful income to living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But the mindset never changed. So I'm still spending money like I was an entrepreneur. Gotcha. Living paycheck to paycheck. Yep, yep, yep. And— for me it was like something has to change cuz when I look at my babies I'm not being able to do the things I want to do for them. Yeah. Take them to places that they want to go, yeah. but I still want to put on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Put on like I'm living a life that I know I can't afford. Yeah. So eventually it clicked and I was like if something doesn't change, my babies are going to be a reflection of everything that I'm not doing. Ah. Uh,
1: ooh. So. Ooh.
0: Yeah. So that's how I got to the point of really buckling down and managing my money because all the workshops weren't working, the YouTube videos weren't working, the planners weren't working. Yeah. And it was at the fundamental level that I had to identify how I got to this relationship with money. Yeah. What it would take to fix it. Yeah. And then from there I was able to put like put the pieces in place to make it changed. Yeah, yeah. And then people started noticing. They were like, dang, girl, okay. Like, you can tell. You can yeah. tell when somebody's putting on versus when somebody's actually doing well. Absolutely. And so and then I started to help other people, and then it developed into this full business. So I ended up becoming a banker because I was living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. realized my relationship needed to change. I yeah. developed a love for understanding money. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're really good at this. You should be a banker. Because at the time, I'm still like, you know, Making my way, yeah, and so, um became a banker. And it was when I was a banker, I really began to understand how terrible the relationship with money is for so many people. Mm. It went from the ranges of women, my age to women who are ready to retire or mm-hmm. men who are ready to retire, and they're being forced to work mm-hmm. because they don't have enough to survive. yeah, so you you have people who are like living. And working their whole lives and their pensions aren't covering their cost of survival and it's like i don't want that for myself i don't want that for my children and if there's something that i could do to help change what that picture looks like for other women then i'm gonna do that
1: yeah yeah when you guys think about your finances aka your money do you get stressed do you get anxious do you feel like hey where do i start how do i begin what do i do Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund, uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So for right now, if you text the word AO Plus, AO Plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30 day trial. Now, check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you, all right? Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days? What those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life? Listen, I can't say nothing else. Text the word plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Did you know that there are nearly 45 million American people that total up to have $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Did you know that one of the main reasons uh, preventing people from building true and lasting wealth are student loans? The average person will graduate with $35,000 in student loans, but a fifth of these people will graduate with a mortgage payment, but don't even have real estate. That's right, they'll graduate with $100,000, dollars $300,000 in student loan debt. And when I wrote the book, Debt-Free Degree, and I was out there on book tour, and people were asking me, hey, I'm getting this book for my child, but what do you have for me? I have student loans, and I need to pay them off, but I need direction. So I wrote a book called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, the step-by-step plan on how to pay off your student loans. I want you to get the book. It's only 50 five pages long, and I literally walk you through step-by-step. Step. How do you refi your student loans? How do you pay them off quicker? How do you negotiate some payments lower? I walk you through every single thing. It's a quick read, and if you buy it, it's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks can save you 10 years. Get the book right now. Go to dot com and change the next 10 years of your life. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. While you were going through this journey, one of the, the interesting parts about your story that I really loved, that highlighted, was um, uh, you said that you, your life changed, but your mindset didn't change. Right. And at one point in time, you bought a, a nice, fat car. Oh, it was lovely. It, it, I mean, it was beautiful. I
0: was whipping.
1: You really was. <laughs> but when your mindset changed, didn't even even part of your life changed. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Tell us about the car situation and how your mindset shifted that whole season of your life.
0: Yeah, so I had an Audi A5, black chocolate interior, just so nice. I loved how I looked in the car. I loved how it felt driving the car Mm -hmm. for about three weeks. Because at the end of the day, as humans, we always desire more. How much
1: was your um, payment?
0: Um, so we're pushing about $500. $500? Listen, all right. Five? Fi- all right. $500? Ye don't cast the first stone or whatever they say <laughs> without sin, okay? So, yeah, it was, five, it was like $500. $500? Not including insurance.
1: Not including insurance? No. So you about like $650.
0: Easy. All right, so I also don't have the best driving record. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> so no.
0: We were pushing... Like $800. $800 to yeah. drive this car? Yeah. Right. I know. We'll look together. Okay. Yeah. So
1: you look good in the car. Looking good. You feeling had a good. real good, good high payment with payment and insurance. Do you still have it?
0: No. Thank God. Yeah, no. <sighs> yeah, no. Thank God. So
1: finish your story. I'm
0: sorry. No, no, you're fine. I so can breathe now. We can both breathe. <laughs> My bank account is definitely breathing. <laughs> so let me tell you. So I got rid of the car mm-hmm. and I went and bought a Nissan Rogue Cash. Okay. 2016. Okay. It had like 40,000 miles on it. Okay. Leather interior touchscreen. It's real cute. Gotcha. Right? And bought it cash. And I took the money that I was spending monthly on the Audi and I began to pay down debts and invest. So I took, which was a debt sentence. And I turned it into, you know, a thriving, um, thriving soil for my bank account. So it's great.
1: So let me ask you this question. And I want to go from from the woman's perspective. What's up? Yeah. I'm sure they're looking at you like, yo, help me. Mm -hmm. What made you really outside of your kids? What really helped you change the mindset? You went from falling uh, to enjoying your stuff, having your own business on bed, rest, and seem like you have some mountains in your life, which we all have. Right. Um, but what made you switch your mindset to where you are today?
0: Outside of my kids?
1: Outside of your kids. Because clearly kids work. So yeah, some of the people watching they this, they, they're wide, they don't have any kids. Yeah. So, like, what what's another way to help you? A, a, Someone else watching right now who doesn't have kids, help them switch that mindset because we're going to walk through some principles today on how do we change that mindset and why should we? But let's be real. uh, Seven to eight out of 10 people are living paycheck to paycheck. Correct. And a lot of those are ladies. Mm -hmm. You know, they look good, smell good, even driving good, but are not good. Correct. You know they're internally depressed uh their their financial life is upside down. Mm-hmm. they know how to walk the walk and make it look like they're looking good, make it look like they are good. but the truth is internally they're not good and it's not just the ladies mm-hmm. brothers out here fronting too mm-hmm. but i want I really want to talk to that that young lady's heart today. what's your mindset today when you think about money? Why are you so adamant about the mindset you have today?
0: The only thing that I think about now is the future mm. like I can't imagine now not setting systems in place. Come on. So before it was just like, if I want to go do something, I'm doing it. But most people are one incident away from not having anything. So good. And I was there. Yeah, yeah. And that scares me to go back. Wow. And I don't want that to be the reality of anyone that I can touch. Yeah, yeah. So when I think about other women and I think about how they operate with their money and I'm like, sis what is in place? Mm. And then it's so bad because we're so used to just having things instantly available. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, we look at how TV is, is if, like no more commercials, no more ads, all, everything is gone. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, even when it comes to your money, you have people who are like, oh, there's systems in place where I can get paid today for the work I did today. Mm. You know, you're creating a cycle of living in debt, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's exactly what you're doing. And so it's like, how do we change that mindset? How do we get away from that? And it's to make it real for them. Mm. If I ask someone, are, where are all your eggs? And they was like, oh, I work. All my eggs are in one basket. I go to I work. Yeah, yeah. What happens if you lose your job?
1: Come on, come on. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Seven out of 10 have nothing to say. So if all your eggs are in my job basket and mm-hmm. something happens to that basket, you're stuck. You're stuck. So people are thinking, you get so comfortable and you get so content. But I think that what the pandemic has done more than anything is it made a lot of people realize mm-hmm. that what they thought was secure yeah. was not. Absolutely. And so other systems have to be put into place. Absolutely. So how I make it real for people who don't have children is I ask them, take a survey of your life. Yeah. You know, what is your cost of survival if something happens? Mm. No one can answer that mm. off the bat. Mm. It's it's hard for people because they don't think about that. Mm. And so once you think about your cost of survival if something happens, then you start thinking about your life differently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. A study came out recently, I don't know if you saw it, but a recent study came out and said that nearly uh, 57% of the people in America do not save $1,000. Correct. Do not have $1,000 in their savings account. And then I, I think... Numbers below that, nearly 52 to 54% don't even have 600 but 48% don't even have $300 in their That's bank sad. account. But you're making $40,000, $50,000 a year. You're driving to Audi. <laughs> you're driving a BMW. You're driving a Mercedes. But then you don't even have retirement set up. Amen. You don't have any savings set up. Mm-hmm. You have all your eggs in this job, and it could go away. Something could happen to where, unfortunately, you lose the job. And if life happened today, now you're forced to go back into debt because you did not properly set yourself up for the future. And that's one thing I love about what you're doing specifically because your brand is geared towards the ladies. Mm But for the brothers watching right now, like, yo, we all need to be prepared for the future. Yeah. And... Let's let's talk about that. So you teach ladies um, how to shift that mindset. You have a, a whole online thing, which we'll push to, to that later on. But let's walk through that. What's the first thing you teach ladies to shift their mindset?
0: So before we can even get into money, because mm-hmm. y'all budgeting is super easy. Like it's adding, subtracting, simple division. Okay. It's very easy. Okay, But as far as the mindset concerned, if you don't, restructure that foundation, it's Mm -hmm. not going to matter. Yeah. Whatever else you do. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you see people who go to the workshops and who do the planners and they do them for like two weeks and then they fall off. Yeah. So the very first thing that I do with women is we go through their relationship with money. Let's go. Like, Where did it start? Mm. What was the language in which your parents talked to you about money? Mm -hmm. What's the language in your household with money? And if you have children, how are you talking to them about money? Mm -hmm. Was money the subject of arguments in your household? You know, where you taught, as long as you have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, and food in your stomach, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is it creates a cycle to where we're not worried. We don't have any value attached to anything. So by the time we're adults, most of us— our age, became adults in debt. So our first relationship with money was already in a negative position. Absolutely. So by the time we're trying to fight and, and really create sustainable life for ourselves, we're already swinging... With a bat that's not going to hit anything. Absolutely. So um, the very first thing that we do is we really dig deep into what that relationship is and that's really clear. get an understanding because most people don't think that you can have a relationship with money. They mm-hmm. think money is just there and it's there to be earned. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, you have a relationship with money. And absolutely. it can affect you emotionally, physically, psychologically on all playing fields. Yo,
1: Raquel, you said something that's so true. Your relationship with money, the first time we encountered money as an adult was debt yeah we we don't encounter relationships with money from joy, from peace from freedom, from options from wealth mm-hmm. this generation, our generation y'all's generation watching and listening right now, the majority of us encountered it with student loan debt
0: correct
1: with uh car loan debt mm-hmm. with credit card debt. Mm-hmm. None of us were saying, "All right, here's hundred thousand dollars, and go win, son. Go win, daughter. Like go, go buy a house. Go, go, go and do something and build something." And it's so funny when you said that, it reminded me of something that I'm doing for myself. Um, And people get tired of me when I'm talking about the, you know, my single state. It is what it is. It's my show. God bless y'all. His business. (laughs) You know, but it's like for me, it's like man. When I when I hear you say that, that's why if you come into my home office, you see a letter to my kids. Like I did a personal contract myself that um, I'm going to pay for all their college, mm. as long as it's in state. I don't do out of state, no out of state. So you know, in state. Then number two is when they get married, I'm buying their first house. Mm. I'm going to have a budget with me and my wife, and I'm already buying her house. I'm already saving for it. I'm not saving for it as aggressively right now because I'm trying to build my dream home. Mm-hmm. But I already have a savings account that is literally going towards—it's not a savings account. It's actually a mutual fund—that mm-hmm. um, is going to be going towards just my kid's first house. Because the first time they're exposed to money, I want it to be in a wealth format. I want that to be in a legacy format, not in a, all right, son or daughter— this, you got you to gotta take out student loans so you can go to college. Right.
0: And right. I don't want
1: that. So it's like, when I hear you say that, I'm like, yo, you just reminded me of why I'm going so hard.
0: And it's so like, oh gosh, I love talking about kids and money. So- yeah, yeah. There's two folds. Okay. You have the fold to where, and like, Robert Kiyosaki, and I love this quote, and when I was a banker, I used to airdrop this to people. He (laughs) would say, uh, he would say, one of the issues with the subject of money is that it's taught at home and not in the schools. So Mm. what can a poor parent teach their child about money? Mm. And people automatically think poor is in like the tangible poor, like financially poor. Right. But you can be poor in financial literacy as well. So this is why we have people who are doctors, lawyers, bankers, whatever the case may be, who have great salaries mm-hmm. and are still living paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. And so one of the things that I put in place for my children was because I have a business, mm-hmm. I write my children checks. So my children have earned income. Work. With that earned income, I have established custodial Roth IRAs for my children. Okay. My children already have retirement accounts. Okay. At 13, 8, and 5. Wow. And so people are like, you can do
1: that? So, could you just say something? What is custodial Roth IRAs?
0: So, a Roth IRA is basically like your retirement account, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know that once you reach the age of retirement, you're able to pull out of it without penalty as long as you do it past a certain age. Mm -hmm. So, most people don't start establishing that until after they have a job, and then that job is turning earned income. Yep. So, you can position, like my five-year-old right now, she's positioned to be a millionaire at 40 if she does nothing else with her life. (laughs) And so how that works is my five-year-old, whenever I do photo shoots, Mm -hmm. she's a paid model. I write her a check for being in my photos. Mm -hmm. And so because I write that check and I deposit it into her account, it's proving that she has earned income, which allows me to gift her or to put money into her custodial Roth IRA. So my child is already working on her retirement account at five.
1: That's how you introduce and change the culture. That's how you change generations. That's how you expose generations. Custodial Roth IRAs. I'm going to put a clear definition of what that is in the show descriptions, because I think that's that's important uh, for parents to be aware of it yeah. as an option that's out there.
0: Yeah, because most people, I think we traditionally think of like maybe 529 accounts, which yes. are college fund accounts. But Absolutely. with a custodial Roth IRA, that could be their first down payment on a home. Yep. They yep. could take that out for their education. Yep. So you have... Kind of more freedom in that space, yep. but the main thing is you have to prove that they have earned income. Yep. And so I also want to take it back to another thing is like what we said, you can have where the systems are not put in place to where by the time you're an adult you're already in debt. Okay. But you can also have the systems to where the parents did everything. Yeah, yeah. Because you do have it. Yeah. They set their children up with great credit by making them authorized users. Mm-hmm. They put the money aside, mm-hmm. but they teach them nothing. Nothing. So then they become an adult mm-hmm. with great credit, mm-hmm. have no understanding of it, yep. and destroy it. Yep. And then they spend their entire life trying to rebuild something that was already put in place for them. <sighs> so just as important as it is as putting the systems in place, it's equally, if not more important, on educating them. Mm-hmm. Because it does nothing to, plant seeds, in to oh, plant seeds and soil and forget to water it.
1: Plant seeds and soil and forget to water it. Yo, if y'all just now tuned it's your boy Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the day, Bowl. Well, we got my girl, my sister, the bougie banker, a.k.a. her legal name is Raquel. Um, and we're having a real relevant and relatable conversation. We're talking about how do we shift the mindset. And I'm so excited to have her here because you said something that's so key. One of the things I'm focusing on with my team is, you know, I teach the seven baby steps here with Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been saying, you know, there has to be like a baby step zero. Dave hasn't approved this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but there has to Right. There has to be like a something before babysat one, because you said something earlier in the show that is so key Mm -hmm. that you can budget. I can teach you all this stuff. But if you don't shift something over here first, Mm -hmm. if you don't shift that mind, if we don't give people the proper financial education, Mm -hmm. then all the practical things that we teach is out the door. Right. And that happened with me. I was selling cars, making six figures. But I didn't have a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go homeless and be broke again. But I got my check. i never forget. I'm a, oh, I ain't never say this on my show before. But i never forget. Got my first check. It was mm-hmm. like $8,200. I'm like 23, 24 years old. Oh, you're rich. Oh, I was rich, right? <laughs> Couldn't tell I me nothing. <laughs> and back then, the car dealerships, they didn't do automatic deposits. You got a check. They bought out the check on the floor. And boy, 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 when I got that first check, I said, good God. I went down to the <laughs> bank. And I'll never forget a beautiful sister was behind the counter. She had to be about 21, 22 years old. I'm 23, 24. I gave her that check. I said, yeah, can I get that cash, please?
0: Oh, with a deep, voice. With, the deep with voice. with a deep voice. With a deep voice. Oh, okay, I got you. Deep,
1: deep, 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 <laughs> deep voice. And she looked at that check, looked back up at me, looked down, looked back up at me. And I'm sitting there smiling like... That's right. You know what I'm saying. She gave me my receipt, Raquel, and on the back of the receipt was her name and her phone number. She said, "Let's do dinner." I took her out to dinner that night and oh, dropped, You
0: fell for it. I fell for oh, okay. it. Okay.
1: Took her out to dinner that night. Gave her six hundred bucks in dinner.
0: Six hundred dollars. y'all okay? Y'all ate steak. Listen,
1: I know. listen. We we had steak. We had all you can all you can drink. Uh, <laughs> we had a real good expensive meal. And I laugh at it now because like, wow, I don't even know her name today. Mm. I just remember the the scenario, and I'm like, wow, how much money did I waste Mm. when I had the money? I was fearful, and I said, yo, I'm never going to go back and be homeless. I'm always going to make sure I have something in there. But here's the truth, Raquel. I had all this money— But I didn't have a mindset change. Mm -hmm. I was living fifteenth to the fifteenth because the dealership only gets paid on in between the twelfth and the Mm fifteenth. And so by the time the next fat check was coming around, I'm sitting there waiting, like Yo, where's money? Where's money? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I took Financial Peace University, and Good God Almighty, it didn't just shift my mind, but it also even shift. Uh, my money as well. So once we have that mindset shift, once you know how you deal and operate with money, which is so cool because you and my sister, Rachel Cruz, are, are on this whole method right now. She just wrote a book called Know Yourself and Know Your Money. And she's talking just like you. Like, mm. like yo, great book for y'all. to Check it out. I'll drop that link below as well uh, because she's really helping people understand, hey, how do you deal and how do you operate with money? So what you're saying is so, so, so good right there. Mm. After you know that, after they walk through that with you, What's baby step number two? Or well, not baby step number two, but what's your oh, step i I'm sorry, two? what's the
0: bougie step number two? Yeah, bougie step
1: number two, not baby <laughs> step. I, I got the baby steps, okay? I rock with the Ramsey baby steps. She do the bougie, the bougie steps. All right, what's bougie step number two for you?
0: Okay, so bougie step number two is creating the vision. Oh. Once you understand... Why you operate with money the way that you do. The very next thing is to start to create the vision of where you want your money to go.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: most people, if you don't tell your money where to to go, it's Mm going to tell you where it went. Okay, yeah. So we create that vision. You create a vision of a thing that you need, Mm -hmm. a thing that you want, and Mm -hmm. a thing that you want to do.
1: Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Need, want, want to do. Yeah. Give me an example of what those three will
0: look like. So um, a need— would be your emergency fund.
1: Yep, right, right? yep. Get
0: that established. Okay. Something that you want, maybe something tangible. We live bougie, okay. (laughs) So, something that you want, something tangible. Okay. And then maybe something that you want to do, like maybe you want to go to culinary school or maybe you want to go to Paris. You've never been there before. Nice, nice. So, what you do is you create that vision, You find out what the price of it is. You break it down so it's affordable. That's
1: good. And then you
0: create, you start to structure that picture around that. Yeah, yeah. So once the vision is there, it creates the excitement. So good. Because most people move off of emotion. Mm -hmm, And if mm -hmm. you can make them emotionally attached to it, like for you, yours is, you have to understand your why. Yeah. Because if you don't understand your why, it doesn't make you cry. It's not good enough. Amen? Come on, church.
1: She consumes.
0: So for the ladies that I work with, they discover that why in the relationship. Uh, and then from there, they get excited about creating a vision to do things they've never done before. Yeah. So then now they're focused. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I like it. I like it. So I got to ask this question. It's a controversial question. Should a woman have a vision without her man? You know? <laughs> know the answer. I'm just asking. And dog, before you even go there, y'all, just listen to the question. I'm just asking questions that I think some men are asking right now and some ladies are asking too. When I hear ladies say, have a clear vision of where you want to go, some men are like, well, wait, like shouldn't she have a, a clear vision with her husband? Or right. should a woman have a vision by herself?
0: Okay. So I think that
1: this question can be broken down. Uh-oh. Why'd you drink water before you answered the question? I was
0: though. <laughs> So, I think that this can be broken down. Okay. If you are married, you are then governed under one covenant, Uh right? Uh -uh. And so, all right, y'all work with me here, okay? So, with that being said, I do believe that your vision should be aligned with your partners Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. you should be working together towards one common goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you are single, Mm -hmm. your vision Mm -hmm. should be to position yourself that everything that you want in the future is reachable, but you should also be positioning yourself for that if a spouse does come into the picture Mm -hmm. that you guys can be equally yoked. Because I don't ever foresee someone who is doing well with their finances being able to be equally yoked with someone who has no desire to do well with their finances. I got you. Yeah, so... Am I done? Mm. (laughs) Yo, she was
1: sweating like a mug on that one. Oh, <laughs> she was sweating, yo. yo, yo. Listen, I, and I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. I think that when you are married, uh, you and your spouse should have one aligned vision. Mm-hmm. And then on the single side, I just had to put you in a hot seat to see what you was going to say. I mean, say.
0: It's, it's a little toasty. It was a, lo- a little, toast, little toasty I can over tell. here.
1: But I agree that every single person should have a vision for their life. Great. And that when they get married, this vision should align easily with their spouse's vision. Correct. So yes, I do believe, ladies, you should have a vision, a clear vision for your life. And guys, single people, you should have a vision for your life. And you do not budge on neither vision uh, when you do get married. Because it should equally come together. Like for me, being single, my wife has to believe in no debt, period. And if she doesn't believe in that, then we just can't rock together. Okay. And so doesn't mean she's a horrible person. Doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. It just means that our visions do not align. Now, do I believe that sometimes you may have to adapt and adjust some of the visions to come together? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you got to have that conversation when you feel as if that opposite person is worth the conversation. Correct. Okay? So, all right. So, we got the know yourself, know how you operate with money. We got the have a clear vision. Let, for One one more thing, because I want to give away all your stuff. What's next?
0: Okay. So— Uncovered our relationship, Mm -hmm. created the vision. Mm -hmm. We understand that. We can move to the budget. We'll just skip down to that part.
1: Okay, let's go to the budget. Okay,
0: so now as it relates to your budget, Budget. most people most people have no idea how they're operating with their money. Like, you know, like, okay, I'm doing the most. Let me chill out. Right. But as far as actually understanding what the picture looks like with your finances, y'all, it's so easy. And I can just go ahead and tell y'all what to do. Just comb through the last three months of your statements. I say Mm -hmm. this all the time. Okay. Write down everything that was a want. Write down everything that was a need. Total it up. Everything that was a want is what you could have used to either pay down debts, invest, or secure your um, emergency fund. Mm -hmm. It is so simple. But the fact remains is that people do not like the reality of their situation. People are so comfortable in the lies that they tell themselves and the facade that they put on for themselves as it relates to their money. Mm -hmm. That really taking the the time to go through that and just have an honesty hour with yourself, a lot of people aren't ready for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Can you be bougie on a budget?
0: Uh, Yes, a very. I
1: mean, can you be beautiful on a budget? Yes, you can. Can you enjoy life on a budget? Of course you can. Why do ladies, I want you to be real, take off the bougie banker head. Why do ladies, like, for an example, when I tell ladies um, or when I tell guys, date on a budget. And when ladies hear that word, and you've been on some of the clubhouse rooms with me. Mm -hmm. When they hear date on a budget, they're like, yo, if you have to be on a budget to go dating, you shouldn't be dating. Where does that philosophy come from?
0: That is—so people think that because you budget that you're broke. Yeah, yeah. And that is just the most ridiculous thing to me. Because okay. people who budget like to watch their money grow. Okay. People who budget like to tell their money where to go. Yeah, yeah. So it just doesn't—it's never been something that has made sense to me. Okay. Honestly, even if I take off the, the bougie banker hat. Yeah, yeah. It's never made sense to me because when you live your life on a budget, you are giving it direction. Okay. And so, what I think is what people think is budget broke, mm. and so they say budget. Oh, he must be taking me to this cheaper restaurant.
1: Like they, they think you're going to like uh, like Applebee's. Applebee's. Mm-hmm. When back in the days, Applebee's, Applebee's is pretty used straight. to be like. Let's, let's be, be real lie. now.
0: Applebee's is pretty good back in the day.
1: People front, because back in the days when we were young and we didn't know what was going on, Applebee's uh what else was out there apple bees, ruby tuesdays, ruby tuesdays. Yep. now ruby tuesdays ribs still be on point a little bit i ain't so gonna does say that front. Honey, the
0: honey the bread with the honey butter yes yeah, you know yes what I'm saying? like red lobster back what come
1: on man bar all, right, all right all right so i agree with you that that budgeting doesn't mean that you're broke budgeting just simply means you have a plan for your money and you're being intentional with your money exactly and that's something that i wish all ladies would hear mm-hmm. if a man if my daughter came home to me and said dad this guy I'm dating said that we can't go here because it's not within his budget. I'm driving to his house. I'm like, yo, you the what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you the what, doc? Come get my daughter. You know? And if my daughter comes home, like, he cheap and he broke. Like, girl, w- listen here. A man that is on a budget is a man that will financially secure you and your financial emotions down the road. Yeah. And And I believe, I know me, I could not date someone uh, who was not who who didn't have a budget? Right. I couldn't take her seriously right. because I'm like, "Dang, you don't even have a plan for your money. You don't right. even know where your money's going." Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we supposed to do this thing together down the road? Nah, no, no, no. I mm-hmm. can't do it. Yeah. So I'm glad that you said. I'm I'm glad that you are here teaching ladies how to really be on the budget in your expertise. As we about to come to a close, do you think from what you're seeing with ladies, is it hard for them to actually budget to grasp budgeting?
0: It's hard for them to grasp it if you don't make it real for them.
1: How do you make it real? I'm curious. Teach me some. So,
0: something. well, number one, they have to recognize, like, they have to be in a position where, like, something's got to change. Like, yeah. I don't like how this is feeling. It feels a mess. Like, this is ghetto. I don't like how this feels. They mm-hmm. have to be there first mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people are comfortable in their positions. There's not much that you can do to change or sway how they feel. Yeah, yeah. But if you can find the people who are like, hey, look, this doesn't feel good. Like, I'm tired of this. Those are the people who are in a vulnerable position and ready for change. Yes, Those are the people who are going to make that shift. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I do not do is try to beat a dead horse, talk to a brick wall. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. If you don't want to hear what's good for you, then that's on you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Well, listen, sis. Man, I wish I had an hour show, because this, this has been fun. Uh, you gave us three practical things, but you're teaching this to ladies on the regular. How can they learn more about you? How can they get more information they come join you to learn more about what you're doing?
0: Oh, yeah. So, go to my Instagram, the bougie banker underscore, and um, I'm teaching on there all the time. I have a class where I teach about your mindset with money. Yeah. Um, my program is an eight-week program where I take you through the process of understanding your relationship with money and all of that down to the budget and holding you accountable to the budget. that's a great part so go to my
1: Instagram go to her Instagram y'all and I've actually sponsored a couple ladies to to take her course Um, I I love what she's doing I love what she's representing yo it's been fun I love you sis Um, thank you so much for coming up and being part of the show and that's a wrap right here on the table every week Mondays 8am Central Standard Time we'll see y'all next week to keep it real relevant and relatable peace